Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tonight, Michael Brown joins me here. This is the former FEMA director, talk show host Michael Brown. Brownie, now. Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. The situation with Michael Brown. You're a political expert. On 630 K How, Denver's talk station. Five minutes after, in for Michael Brown, I'm John Caldera. Give me a call, 303-713-8255, 713-TALK. Big thanks to Dick Wadhams in the last hour. His superb idea of naming the cattle that that the reintroduced wolves will be, will be killing. Yeah, there's a contest to rename or to name the five wolves that were introduced yesterday. Naming things seems to be this, this wonderful cute idea so out in san jose the bay area rapid transit district decided to have a naming competition for get this the machine that bores a new tunnel pretty clever more than 400 submissions 1200 votes they they voted to name this Machine that bores the tunnel, Saha Hadood. Let me see if I got this. Shah Halud. Shah Halud. There we go. I think that's it. Anybody know what that is? Yes. Came in first place, 229 votes. It's a nod to the sandworm creatures in the Dune novels. That's pretty, pretty cool. For those of you who are not Dune fans, those are huge, massive worms on the planet of Arrakis that, um, that dig huge tunnels. Yeah, clever. Oh, the other, the other names came in. Boris. <laughs> Get it? Boris. That's cute. And Chewy. I like Chewy as well. All right, 303-713-8255, 713-TALK. This from from um, Colorado politics. Marianne Goodland reports. Congratulations for the gun grabbers. Colorado's grade on gun laws improved dramatically over the last several years, from a C plus to an A minus, according to the Giffords Law Center to Prevent Gun Violence. Oh, and that isn't that great. Oh, and by the other way, we can. We can just reverse that and go the opposite direction. Hmm. They release an annual gun law scorecard, and it praises and ranks each state based on the strength of gun laws. Congratulations, Colorado is now an A state for gun grabbers. Colorado earned its A minus as it imposed waiting periods, banned ghost guns, enacted legislation on victims' legal access, and, of course, created a minimum age to purchase firearms. 
and also invested $1 million in, quote, community violence intervention. That's anti-gun propaganda. The executive director of Giffords Law Center said, quote, we know strong gun laws save lives. Yeah, so do gun owners with guns. Quote, Colorado's strong gun laws and comparatively low gun deaths demonstrate that. Really, you, you feeling you feeling safer in Colorado? Are you feeling safer in Colorado? Colorado's strong laws and comparatively low gun death rates demonstrate that, that gun laws save lives. Do you buy that? 303-713-8255, 713-TALK. We've now earned a letter grade of A on their on their wonderful annual gun law scar scorecard. So I'm went to the Gifford site. I'm on it right now. Let me give you some of the other A states. Anti-gun California is rated A. Oregon, A minus. Washington, A minus. Colorado, A minus. So we have now from the gun grabber's point of view, we're right there with any left coast state. Illinois, A minus. New York, A minus. Massachusetts, A minus. Connecticut, A. Oh, yay, Connecticut. Jersey is an A. Maryland, A minus. Hawaii, A minus. So we are right there with all of the incredible anti-gun states now. Do you feel safer? Do you feel safer? Now that we are right up there with all the other anti-gun, gun-grabbing states. Wyoming, by the way, is scored as an F. Cross the border to gun freedom in Wyoming, F. Montana, F. Idaho, F. Utah, F. Arizona, F. Kansas, F. Oklahoma, F. New Mexico, C+. Nebraska, C-. So all bordering Colorado are relatively gun-free states where our gun rights are protected. Colorado now, A-. Where do we rank? Gun law strength rank. They rank this. 10 out of 50. 10 out of 50. Do you hear that? Colorado is now number 10 in anti-gun legislation. How does it make you feel? 
How does it make you feel? Their top-rated state is California. That's their picture. That's their picture of what gun laws should be. Their worst state that they rank at number 50 is Wyoming. Is Wyoming. So for me, that's just a wonderful place, a wonderful way to decide which states are good and bad. Just take the Giffords Law Center. They do a ranking. Turn those ranks upside down and celebrate our neighbor to the north as the number one state to protect your gun rights. Hmm. So under strongest laws, California has the first place. Guess which place, what, what wonderful citation Colorado has. The anti-gun, gun-grabbing, Bloomberg-funded Giffords Law Center, whose job it is to, to take away our Second Amendment rights, has bestowed upon Colorado the title of Most Improved. Most Improved in the gun law rank increase. We jumped four paces in one year and went from a C to an A over two years. The weakest laws up north, Wyoming. Go to Wyoming. Go to Wyoming. Hmm. So what changed? They said... The waiting period. Yeah, Colorado now has a waiting period. I want to see a waiting period on the First Amendment. I think people should have to wait three days before their tweet is published. You can hit the publish button on a tweet, but you might regret it. It might hurt someone. It might be hateful. So really what we need to do is have a system of a three-day wait for the First Amendment. I think that's perfectly fair. You hit publish on Facebook or any social media, and then three days later it pops up. This way you can calm down and not say something you might regret and other people might be hurt. Colorado now has a so-called ghost gun law. I love, I just love how the left is so spectacular when it comes to verbal warfare, imagery, clever wording, ghost gun. It's not really there. It's a ghost gun. I had never heard of this term until it came out of Biden's mouth. How many PR experts must Bloomberg be hiring to come up with terms like ghost gun? You mean a gun? No, it's not there. It's a ghost gun. It's a ghost gun because the government doesn't know it exists. Which is most guns. So you might not know this, but people build their own guns. Yes, it's just a tool. 
People build their own stuff all the time. And so the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and now Explosives has to decide, well, what is a gun? What is a gun? Because if you just buy all the pieces separately and put it together, you have a gun. So they've got to decide one piece, one piece of that gun has to be, quote, the gun. And it's the frame. They have decided the frame of the gun or the receiver is the gun. That's So when, when you buy a gun and there's a serial number on it, the serial number is on the receiver. It's on the handle. It's the part your hand wraps around. It's the part where, where they say this part is the gun. Everything else you can buy through, through going to any catalog. Because a spring is a spring, a slide is a slide, a barrel is just a tube. So they have to come up with one part that's a gun. But people make their own receivers. They make their own frames. The media and the anti-gunners love to give you this illusion that a ghost gun is just a guy putting together all the parts for a gun. That you order all the parts and each part individually is legal. Well, no, you can't do that. You can't buy you can't buy the receiver. The one part you need has to go through a dealer. It has to go through what's known as an FFL, a Federal Firearms License. Somebody with that license can sell it to you. And yeah, if you have it all, you can put it together. It takes a long time to put together a gun, depending on how many parts it is. If you take your Glock and you strip it down to all of its components, you can put it back together. It takes a long time. It takes a little bit of skill. You could break apart your car into all of its pieces and put it back together too, if you like. But you can't buy that that one piece, the receiver. On a Glock, it's, it's the handle. But you can build your own handle. You can just build your own handle. So the BATF has to decide when a hunk of plastic or a hunk of metal turns into that receiver. And they decided 80% is the magic number. What does that mean? It means if you have a hunk of plastic and it's shaved down, or a hunk of metal and it's shaved down to what is 80% of its finished product, 80% the way towards being a receiver, that handle, anything over 80%, they consider that the gun. But under 80%, it's still just a hunk of plastic or a hunk of metal. And so, yes, there is an industry of, of companies that make something that is called an 80% receiver. For a Glock, they call it a P80, and others, like an AR you can get in, in an old 1911, the old Colt, Colt 45, you can buy... You can buy the receiver, 80% done. And you can do that without having to go through a background check because it's a hunk of metal. That's all it is. It's a hunk of metal or a hunk of plastic. 
polymer. And then on your own, on your own, you can try to build the rest of it. Do you get the idea? You can build it. So you take you take the um, you take the receiver and you have to shave away all the right parts. You have to shave away all the right parts. And if you do that, then you have a gun. So I heard Biden once say, yes, you can, you can order these things and put together a gun in a half an hour. Listen, President Biden, I will give you what's left of my life savings if you can build a ghost gun in a half hour. If you can build a working ghost gun, Mr. President, in a half hour, I'll, I'll give you everything I own. So Colorado passed that as well. So now you can't have a ghost gun. You can't build your own gun. Now, the reason people like to do this is pretty obvious. Because the government doesn't know you have it. Anytime there's gun registration, it has always led to confiscation. Look throughout history. Just look to, look to New Zealand. Look to, to Australia. Look to what happens. That's exactly what goes on. 303-713-8255. How do you feel about Colorado becoming an A-rated anti-gun state? We have a waiting period. We have increased the minimum wage to purchase a gun. Now, I don't get this. So an 18-year-old woman lives on her own. And for some reason, she cannot defend herself. She does not have the protection to defend herself. She can't get a gun. She has to be defenseless for three years. If she's defenseless for three years, then, then she can protect herself. How does this make sense? Someone explain this to me. The whole age of emancipation has always been an oddity for me. It used to be there was a straight line of delineation. You're, you're 18. Congratulations. You can join the army. You can sign contracts. You can get married. You can buy a gun. You can buy a house. You can start a business. And then over time, Americans have decided to selectively let people grow up at different stages. Yeah, you're 18, but you can't have a drink. Yeah, you're 18, but you can't have a gun. Oh, you're up to 26 years old? Oh, you can still be on mommy and daddy's insurance program even though you're an adult. It would make more sense to simply say we're changing the age of emancipation to 21. You can't grow up until you're 21. Your parents are responsible for you until you're 21. You can't sign any contracts until you're 21. Actually, I changed it to like 40. How do you feel about Colorado becoming a anti-gun state? 
Congratulations, Colorado. You're now an official anti-gun state. The progressives win. I'm John Caldera. Give me a call, 303-713-8255, 713-TALK. In for the big man who's on vacation. He uh, goes to his hometown every year. Plays the Grinch in the high school musical. It's a passion project for him. On the subject, on the subject of Colorado being a anti-gun state, for those who don't know, the Giffords Project, the Bloomberg-funded Gifford Project, rates all the states every year, California being number one on what gun laws should look like, Wyoming being number 50 on what gun laws should not look like. From my point of view, I just switch those rankings and say these are the right states that protect Second Amendment rights. Colorado is now an A, moved up, as they say, most improved for taking away our guns. In the same way, Colorado wants to hire lawyers to prosecute gun crimes in federal court, not state court, how about court, some of which are no longer illegal. The legislature has rolled back some of Colorado's blanket prohibitions on felons having firearms. This is all part of the go light on crime agenda for, for the left. Well, by doing that, by doing that, they have taken away some laws that keep guns out of the hands of criminals. Oh, this is terrific. This is from the Colorado Sun. Colorado's governor and attorney general are asking the legislature for $600,000 to hire a group of attorneys who would be loaned out to the federal government to prosecute gun crimes in federal court. You see, a couple years back, they rolled back this blanket prohibition barring people convicted of felonies from purchasing guns. So you have to be, you have to, you have to have a serious crime like murder, rape, assault, robbery, child abuse. Well, the feds still have a law that says if you've done any felony, you can't have a gun. A person convicted with a felony crime is still barred from buying or possessing a firearm or ammunition, faces a 10-year prison sentence. So in order, in order to try to go after those people, the AG and governor now need, now need this to go to the federal government. The state has to go to the federal government and go, um, yeah, we're no longer prosecuting bad guys. If we give you some free lawyers, will you do our job for us? Pretty great stuff. Let's get to the phones. 303-713-8255, 713-TALK. Let's talk to Larry. Larry, good morning and welcome. You're with John Caldera. Well, hey, John. Uh, Colorado's got a couple other things going on here. And uh, felon, felons are te- technically working with the state to take gun rights away from people. Is that a... uh, in, in El Paso County, um, we got a group of felons who've uh, filed 23 different restraining orders against their neighbors. 
And uh, in El Paso County, uh, they're getting a little tired of taking uh, these complaints. So these people now are filing up in Boulder against El Paso County residents. Okay, I'm confused. Help me out. Okay. So we, you can get a restraining order against anyone. You just need yes. to go to a judge and say, I feel endangered by this person. Please right. tell him to stay away from me. Correct. Even felons have a right to, to do that, don't they? Well, technically, I think they do, but they don't have... Uh, uh, what, what we have here is a group that has moved into rural El Paso County, and our DA won't do anything about it. They what do you mean a group? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, when you say a group, what group? Is this an organized effort? What? Uh, yeah. Talk, talk to me like I'm 10 years old. Explain this to me. Okay. They're, they're connected with Black Lives Matter. Okay. And so a Black Lives Matter group is in El Paso County. Yes. And they are filing restraining orders against people they don't like. Their neighbors. Michael? All of their, their, their neighbors. They're, they're starting a uh, gun group themselves. Okay. And, but yet they're trying to uh, get all their neighbors disarmed. Uh, they've been running them off the roads and on our, our rural roads and sticking guns in people's faces. And then they file a complaint against those same neighbors. And I think I've heard about this. All right, keep yes, going. And, and w one of the guys doing it, he's got his picture right up there with Polis. And then there's a, a, a Judge Gonzalez and a Judge Rawlings up in Denver who are all interconnected with this. They, they file a complaint uh, against one of the people here uh, that he was threatening them with a gun and waiting for them outside their work up at the Boulder University. Okay? Then... Uh, when he ends up uh, getting this restraining, or he has to go to court for this. Oh, you're, you're, you're using a lot of pronouns here, uh, okay. which gets me lost in the story. So <laughs> let me see if I, if I understand this. There are Black Lives, sympathize, Black Lives Matter sympathizers in El Paso yes. County. They yep. don't like their neighbors. Why don't they like their neighbors? Um, they're white. All right, so you believe you're, uh, you're alleging that's just pure racism. Yes. And so they're using restraining orders to try to get guns out of the hands of their white neighbors. Yes, and they're lying to the court systems, saying that somebody harassed them at their job up in Boulder. Okay? All right. One of their neighbors from down here. All right, so what, what is, what is uh, let's cut to the chase here. Okay. What's the problem with all this? Why does it upset you if, if a judge can discern whether or not it's BS uh, and, well, what, and deny when, restraining when, order. When the, when the defendant goes to court and he proves that this person doesn't even work at the university and that he wasn't even there, the judge throws it out. They're so your, accu saying. your accusation is that there's an organized plan to use restraining orders to disarm white people in El Paso County. Correct. All right. And that, Now and we're so getting somewhere. Yes. All right. And it, it does get a little confusing, but <laughs> you've you've got me lost in pronouns. There are too many. He tells tells them that they can't do this. I don't know what any of that means. All right. Okay. So what is it? What is it that should be done about this? 
Well, something needs to be done about this system of restraining orders where some of these people have to show some proof. Because the judge told the defendant that he had to prove that he wasn't in Boulder. These people didn't have to prove that he was there. So when he gets to the court with the proof, they don't allow it. So do the Black Lives Matter um, plaintiffs, do they have guns? Yes, and they're felons. Hmm. There, there's been, there's been, uh, they've shot, they've shot at a process. When you server, say they're felons, hang assault. on, I, I, I think I've taken this one as long as I can take it. When you say they're felons, are they convicted felons? Yes. Well, convicted felons are not allowed to have guns. Well, something's going, and that's what we're saying. They're being protected somehow. They've, they've shot at process servers who've come on their property. They've assaulted deputies, and now all of a sudden our DA here in El Paso County has sealed everything. Sounds uh, like you need to get a reporter on this to get to the bottom of it, and I don't think we're going to have time in this short segment to get to the bottom. But what is it you want people to know? So therefore you want people to do what? Well, I think that everybody in El Paso County needs to be on alert for what's going on. And uh, uh, the, the, the people need some kind of help, either legal representation or somebody to bring the truth out of what's going on. The, the gay paper here, you know, which is connected with the Democratic Party. There's a gay um, paper? I don't know. Yeah, papers had... independent. All right. It's gay not a paper. gay paper. It's well. an alternative weekly paper. <laughs> Well, the paper cannot be. Uh, papers do not have sexual orientation; they're inanimate objects. Correct, Why do you call correct. it the gay paper? Correct. But, Why do you call uh, it the gay paper? Why? Yes. Well, because that was my question. Uh, they're, they're supporting all of their uh, agenda, and it's pretty much a democratic paper if you've ever read it. Every paper is a democratic paper. <laughs> all right, I think we've gone far enough on this. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 303-713-8255, 713-TALK, the gay paper. By the way, did you see that the Pope, the Pope, has now allowed priests to bless gay unions? Uh, this is not going over well with some people, speaking of, of gay papers. The Pope has allowed for same-sex blessings. Now, it's not gay marriage in the eyes of the Catholic Church, but it is a blessing that homosexuals can have from the Church. Catholics are very anti-gay when it comes to gay marriage. They see this as a a big sin. Um, But now our progressive pope has taken a huge step in saying that that priests can bless like this bless a gay union that's not gay marriage you want to make it really clear he still maintains a ban on gay marriages but the pope formally approves blessings for same-sex couples if you're a catholic i'm curious how you feel about this. If you're not a Catholic, you have no right to talk about it. it what, it's what goes on in their own church. 
And if you're gay and Catholic, you can still get married. It just won't be recognized by your church. And it still won't be recognized. What does this step mean? Does it mean that in 10 years, the Catholic Church might go all the way and sanction gay marriage in its church? This one surprised me. And by the way, I'm not Catholic anymore, so I don't have an opinion on this one, but you might. So give it to me, 303-713-8255, 713-TALK. I'm John Caldera, keep it here, 630 KL. Hey, it's me. I'm John Caldera. So glad to spend some time with you. We got about eight minutes to the top of the hour. Got some phone calls. Let's get right to it. Let's go to Josh first. Josh, good morning. You're with John Caldera. Glad to have you. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. So, as a lifelong Catholic, first thing first, I just want to make it clear: Catholics are not anti-gay people at all. I've had multiple gay friends. We just don't recognize gay marriage because it's disordered and doesn't follow natural law. Um, Along the lines of the blessing that the Pope has come out with, I think a lot of people should know that this blessing is no different than any other sort of blessing that a priest would give to, you know, even just a random person that came up to them in the street. No priest is going to care what that person's religion is. If someone asks them for a blessing, they're going to give them a blessing. And this uh, blessing that the uh, Pope has authorized um, is along the same lines and does not uh, mirror marriage yeah, but, in any but there's, sort there's of There's one thing to, to have the, the, the priest bless your dog. Will you please bless my dog? Sure, and they bless the dog. It's another when they say, will you bless my same-sex union? I think before this, most priests, if not all priests, would go, no, I can't do that. That's against our faith, wouldn't they? So that's that's the different part of this. Let's see if we can squeeze in one more call before we have to have to blow on this. Let's go to Michael. Michael, welcome. You're with John Caldera. Glad to have you, Michael. Hey, John. Good to hear you again. Real quick, um, I think this rating, Colorado rating from uh, Bloomberg and Company, I think it's a wonderful thing. In fact, I'm uh, going over to Bass Pro Shops tomorrow and adopting a nice little lonely um, Ugly black rifle. Um, Sprite's sitting there by himself, and it's Christmas time, and I'd like to give him a good home. I think it's a good, uh, good, uh, good thing. I think it's a terrific thing. What type of black rifle will you be buying? Actually, I'm getting a Henry Axe 410 firearm. Well, good for Le- you. Lever action, yes. Oh, how fun. Oh, how fun. Lever actions are the best. Love it. Anyway, Thank- good for you, and, and I please, please, uh, Help Colorado keeping that A rating. Oh, good God. All right, let's take a quick breather for news. I'm John Caldera. Keep it right here. 710. We are on 630 K How.